Good afternoon and welcome to SWAT Radio, where our mission is to equip and encourage men to walk out the truths found in Scripture. This is Brad Sykes. I'm usually sitting alongside my good friend and co-host, Doug McCary, but it's, uh, I don't know what we call this, Freeform Friday, maybe, where I'm joined in studio by a guest to discuss the application of the truths we've been teaching through this week if you've missed this week, I want to encourage you to go to SWATradio.com. You can listen to our past broadcast. Doug had a great uh, guest on yesterday. Actually, it was a rerun of a guy by the name of Jake Prince. Jake is a former rodeo star, came to Christ, and is uh, working for FCA down over in Houston, my old hometown. But uh, if you didn't catch that episode, I want to encourage you to go to SWATradio.com or download the SWAT Radio app, and you can listen to any of our past broadcasts. But, uh, you know, I was thinking the Apostle Paul, writing to his child in the faith, Timothy, said, All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for instruction, for conviction, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. In fact, Jesus, while praying to the Father, said in John seventeen seventeen, Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. In other words, as we open the word of God, we don't study it simply for the information as much as we study it for the sanctification or the transformation that comes as a result of the application. And James tells us, he reminds us, we're to be doers of the word, not hearers only. So today... We're going to discuss the personal and practical application of God's Word, and I can't think of anyone more qualified to join me this afternoon than my good friend Brian Doyle. And Brian is the founder and president of Iron Sharpens Iron and serves as the national director of the ISI Ministry Network. The mission of Iron Sharpens Iron is to equip churches to train men for spiritual leadership in the home, church, and community. Brian is the Vice President of the National Coalition of Ministries to Men and the Secretary of the Board of the Fatherhood Commission. Brian, welcome back to SWAT Radio, and thank you for joining me this afternoon. Great to be with you, Brad. Thank you for having me. Well, I I, uh, I was going back, our good friend James Grimm, who's up in Idaho. James handles all our technology so everything you're hearing today, well, outside of it being live, if you're listening to a recording of this that's thanks to james who handles our app and james i said hey james when was the last time brian doyle was on and uh, i don't know if you remember it but it was back in like 2019 okay i don't even, you weren't even living in jacksonville at that point right no definitely not well anyway so I, he sent me this great spreadsheet and i originally had this idea you and i would maybe just kind of converse about what doug and i've been talking about but realizing it's been that long since you've been on i thought Hey, we got a lot of new listeners around the country who may not be familiar with what Iron Sharpens Iron is all about. In fact, I was telling you that a couple of years ago, I think this may have been pre-COVID, that Doug and I went up to Syracuse, yeah. uh, which I'm a Texas boy, you know, now Florida. You know, it's like I've been here for 25 years, but uh, I still am a, a, a fair weather guy. I don't like cold weather. And uh, and yet, I know we've got listeners up in Virginia, Virginia Beach, a little cooler up there. 
but but I remember going up to Syracuse, Doug and I, and uh, I want to say this was like in October. And we first morning we woke up, there was snow on the ground. I'm like, what is up with this? <laughs> but, you know, and I, I was familiar with Iron Sharpens Iron, but actually going to an event and speaking at that event, man, I was fired up. Yeah. You know, just so encouraging to see and specifically, obviously, we're going to talk a little bit about your your background. I want to hear kind of your testimony, what what God's been doing in your life. But to hear another brother who loves God's word and loves the men in the right. church, and boy, how valuable that is! What an important mission it is to right. make disciples, you know, at home, in the family, you know, in marriages, all right. that kind of stuff. And so, we're going to take our uh, we're, we're going to kind of piecemeal this together a little bit today because I, I there's there's some specific things i want you to share and then there's going to things that god's put on your heart that i want you to share okay, and good. uh i i uh, we were before we came on the air just talking about our the similarities uh had no idea i knew your brother yeah and uh and then you five kids i got five kids now, what's the breakup here three two what how many girls boys what do you have yeah girls uh uh, oldest and youngest, and three boys in the middle. Goodness gracious! So we're 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 not the opposite, but three girls, two boys. Yeah, and uh, the two boys are in the middle, but they're they're third. Let's see, second and third. So, yeah, and we're probably not going to get into this, but uh, they're different, aren't they? Yeah, I've noticed it. Yeah, yeah, up close and personal. Yeah, exactly. That, uh, girls and boys, men and women are different, and you disciple them differently. Well, we could, we could, listen, Brian, we could just camp out right there, right? right? We, we could talk about the importance of discipling your kids. That, that's a whole nother episode, well, obviously. No, I, but I, I think that's at the very core yeah. of uh, men's discipleship. It's why, as a pastor or church leader, you focus on men. It's not because you're enamored with men, mm-hmm. you're enamored with God's design. Yeah. That God, in his providence and sovereignty and in his creation, said, that guy right there, He's the key to everything. Mm, if mm, you invest mm. and build godly men, those families that come with them, all kinds of good things are going to happen. If you bypass that man, because he's hard to understand, right. he's hard to navigate, right. he's hard to gather them together, yeah. and you go directly to his constituency, you'll see some fruit. But you're doing it your own way. Yeah. And in the local church, we're enamored with our own ideas. Yeah. <laughs> we just think they're just incredible. Yeah. We are not enamored with the design of Almighty God. We're not enamored with the Scripture. Yeah. So yeah. we do yeah. our own thing, and we scratch our head, and we wonder, yeah. why isn't it working? Yeah, we're so pragmatic in the way we do that, and the way ministry is done oftentimes. I, I'll embarrass myself here for a second, but uh, one of my, my associate pastor at the church I came out of in Houston uh, Sugar Creek Baptist Church, and our associate pastor was Vody Bauckham. Oh my! And uh, I knew Vody, and and uh, probably this was maybe fifteen years. Well, let's see, two thousand nine, around two thousand nine, we were doing a church plant, and I had read a lot about what Vody was doing in Houston. Vody is now in Zambia, uh, but all that to say, I I reached out to Vody, and it'd been years since we've connected, and I just. Uh, said, hey, you, you may not remember me, but, you know, and I uh, said, I'm interested in maybe coming out and meeting with you if, if possible and to talk to you about your church. And he said, I remember you, Brad, and 
listen, we do once a quarter, we invite seminary students and pastors who are looking to do a church plant to come out and spend a day, spend a weekend with us mm-hmm. just to see how we do this. Kind of a family integrated model. Yes. And uh, so I said, wow, that'd be great. And he said, man, just come stay with me. And I said, no, all my family's there. I'll just stay with them. And But uh, me and another guy flew out to Houston and uh, spent a weekend with Vody and his elders and got to watch what they were doing. Well, let me fast forward. After church on Sunday, Vody said, hey, we're going to have a kind of a Q&A and, uh, in about an hour, hour and a half. And so we thought, great, our flight's not for a while. Let's let's go through this. And there were probably, Brian, there may have been 20 pastors and seminary students in that group. And as Vody and his elders start to share with this group, at some point, you ever open your mouth and go, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, my. So well, often. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I do that more than I care to admit. But I said, I raised my head. I said, hey, Vody, um, tell me about the programs in the church. Ah. And, and that's about what Vody did. He kind of looked at me and started laughing. He goes, yeah, do you think I'm a program guy? I said, no. He goes, we have one program, and that's the disciple men. Wow. One program. He said, in fact, we, we do that on Wednesday. We did that all the time, right. but specifically on Wednesday night, if you're a man and you're a member of this church, yeah. you're here. In fact, if you're above the age of 14, you're here. Right. If you're not here, you better have a good excuse. We'll, we'll come knocking. Now, how, how, how strong is that? You know? Well, again, you know, it sounds, unless you understand the clear vision behind that, you kind of go, we've tried that, it hasn't worked. It, not working isn't an option. It's vision mm. drives ministry. Yeah. The vision was when he would work with these men on Wednesday, it's not just the men. It's all, if they're oh. married, it's all the wives that are represented in the room. Absolutely. If they're dads, it's all the children and yeah. grandchildren yeah. that are represented in the room. Yeah. If they're 14, it's that. It's because that young man mm-hmm. most likely someday will be yeah. a husband, will be a dad, will be a granddad, will be in the marketplace. Yeah. And it's with those people in mind that you build godly men. Yeah, within the home, we are pra- uh, pastor, priest, and king, right? We, we are the shepherds of that family. First of all, spiritually. You know, there, there's so many areas where I feel like we've we've passed off that responsibility. And I tell you, I came face to face with that when my boys were about 14 and 12. And I realized that I had maybe on the first one uh, neglected my responsibility to disciple them. I handed them off to a great youth pastor and nothing against youth pastors. If you're a youth pastor, praise God for you. But the idea of a youth pastor is to come alongside mom and dad as we disciple those children so anyway i know, I know we've got we're man we're, we're off to a hot start here we're okay <laughs> we're going to get into it here in just a minute and uh we're going to take a break here in just a second but i want our listeners to get to know brian here the the man and the ministry that god has blessed you with today so we would love to hear from you today we will open the phone lines uh, usually about the third segment and you can, we'll take your calls during that segment. The number to call, I'll just give it out now, 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. With that said, if you have any questions or comments, shoot me an email to brad at swatradio.com. So stay tuned. We'll be right back as we get to know my good brother, Brian Doyle. 
If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Look down from a broken sky. Traced out by the city lights My world from a mile high Best seat in the house tonight Touchdown in the cold black top Hold on for the sudden stop Breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes here in the in the captain's seat. That's an unusual spot for me, but I've got my good friend Brian Doyle with me. Over the years... Doug and I have had the privilege of interviewing a number of pastors, authors, ministry leaders in this studio, and selfishly, there are times, Brian, when I would like to just mute my mic and just sit back and soak up the wisdom. Uh, Today, we have the privilege of having Brian Doyle in studio to share his story with us. As I mentioned before, Brian is the founder and president of Iron Sharpens Iron and serves as the national director of the ISI Ministry Network. Iron Sharpens Iron seeks to equip churches to train men for spiritual leadership in the home. I'll emphasize that, Mm -hmm. church and community. In addition, Brian is the vice president of the National Coalition of Ministries to Men and the secretary of the board of the Fatherhood Commission. Brian, we've got a lot of ground to cover, so let's jump in. What is your story? What, What? Who is Brian Doyle? Well, I mean, uh, I, I'm a young man uh, as a teenager who, you know, like a lot of guys, went to church, pretty solid family, and then I came to Christ. I thought I already... So where did you grow up? I grew up in New England. New England, okay. So it's a relatively tough turf. When I was there, people did go to church. doesn't mean they were Christ followers, but I went to church. Well, I bumped into some Christ followers, long story short, I came to Christ. I surrendered to Christ, and everything changed. And so from the first moment of that Sunday night, February 20th, 1977, you know, God grabbed my heart and I was all in. The great news besides that new faith was that there were already men in my life because I was Mm -hmm. in a Bible study with some guys who were involved with the Navigators. And they were already investing in me, and yet not much was happening because the Spirit of the living God had not entered the equation. But when God's Spirit did... Uh, I became a guy who was hungry to grow. And I had a man, a couple of men, one after another, usually one at a time, 
who made unusual investments in me. When I say unusual investment, it's because I'm 19, 20, 21 years old. I am I'm just here to honestly say nothing special. I'm just a kid. Uh, now I show up at things. I'm what I would call fat, faithful, available, teachable, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I was super gifted. I wasn't, still not. I just showed up. I was faithful. I was available, and I was teachable. I wanted to grow. And I had, I had men who like you who would uh, meet with me, who would teach me the Word of God, who would teach me to feed myself, teach yeah. me to share my yeah. faith, teach me to reproduce my life, teach me to minister, teach me to uh, be a fully devoted Christ follower, teach me to walk by faith, not by sight. They invested in me. Brad, literally, I thought this was how it worked, mm-hmm. that everybody was doing this. Then I graduated from college, you know, got some additional training with the NAVs, got there in the marketplace and realized, oh, nobody's getting this. There's yeah. nobody getting the kind of training that I've just got for the last four years and we're still getting. So I began to invest. I, well, I was already investing, but I just continued to press and invest. Ended up going on staff at the Navgears, worked for them for a while, did some military ministry, which was really fun. Uh, got married. Went back into the marketplace because my mentor said I needed to focus on the most important relationship in my life. Because when you said uh, in the home, in the church, in the community, there there are priorities and there are things that are just more important than others. And my marriage was the most important relationship in my life. I didn't know it, but my mentor knew it. So he said, take a break from this Navy ministry and focus on Barbara. And so we had a great first two, first couple of years. Oh, great, great, great foundation to our marriage. Oh, after a few years, I, uh, you know, I'm in the marketplace. I'm with Promise. Uh, I ended up going with Promise Keepers. I'm volunteering with Promise Keepers, which was a ministry to men, an unusually highly favored ministry to men. And they wanted help from the navigators. And so I raised my hand and I jumped in really with both feet, ended up going on staff with the uh, Promise Keepers working as their northeast uh, field representative. I loved it. It was great uh, seeing men who would make uh, decisions, genuine, life-changing decisions that would that should have impacted generations to come. Uh, but Promise Keepers was a catalytic ministry. Yeah. We catalyzed men. Uh, things happened at those conferences that were real, and we sent men back to the church, and the church was not ready for a catalyzed, fired-up man, mm-hmm. and often nothing happened yeah. or, it, or yeah. just... The guys would not know what to do. Yeah, uh, they, it, it, I, I because was that in the eighties, early nineties? That, that was the late nineties, yeah. say ninety five to two thousand. And what a powerful! The, yes, the events were just spectacular. Well, and it was, I always it was, say they were kind of mountaintop experiences. Exactly. But at some point, you go down in the valley, right. which well, is where was, we need. Uh, it was the clear favor of God. You know, I've been involved in a couple of ministries over the years. Nothing quite like Promise Keepers, where no matter what you did how dumb the idea was, it still worked mm-hmm. because it was a favor of God. And yeah. then yeah. the favor of God left, and uh, it became another ministry. Uh, but I'm here to tell you about my story, which was learning about how to disciple men. Uh, I, I then took my uh, navigator background, which was deep discipleship and equipping, the promise keeper uh, model of you need uh, to develop a masculine context where you can uh, – get the attention of men so you can speak into their hearts so they make decisions that will impact everybody. We merged it together and we created what I called Iron Shepherd's Iron. Um, And so that's what we've been doing for the last 20 years. And during that time, Barbara and I uh, had five children. 
we discipled our five children. Um, we decided to do that at home, we, so we home educated them. Not because we were any good at it. I'm pretty sure we we're not that good at it. But what we were good at was discipling. We were good at uh, you know talking to our kids about the Lord, and then they learned math and English and the other stuff as we went along. But it was a wonderful time, and uh, so we did that for you know pretty much our whole life, and started to. Uh, launched the kids, and then my wife was diagnosed with cancer in the summer of 2016. Uh, So we had a couple of uh, years, 19 months with that, which was a big faith adventure for the whole family. Uh, Barbara went to be with the Lord at the beginning of March 2018, and we miss her very much. And There's a big gap in our lives, and people are helping to step in the gap, but uh, really the gap still exists. I want to relate that, though, uh, back to my early experience uh, coming to Christ. Uh, Because, Brad, when I came to Christ, I had men, I said earlier, made an unusual investment in me. Why did they make this investment in me? I was just a kid. I was just a kid. But they they saw beyond the kid. They knew that at some point this 20-year-old would be a husband. At some point, he would be a father. At some point, like now, he would be a grandfather. At some point, he might be a ministry leader. Who knows? Uh, they didn't know. But they, they invested in me with that kind of attitude. Mm. Not just another guy, hey, come to the Bible, say, invite me to church. Right. Way, way, way beyond that. When I say unusual, I mean unusual investment of time and energy and expertise. Giving me their best shot. Yeah. Now, yeah. does that always work out? I don't know. I don't think it always works out. But you don't do it with results in mind. You do it because all of, Jesus said, all authority. authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Yeah. Therefore, go and make disciples. Amen. And so you make disciples because that's what Jesus said to do. It's not just gathering people. It's not just going to church. It's not having all these great initiatives. You make disciples. It's your number one priority, and it must be your number one priority because all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus. What, what a great promise that is. You know, when you you think about, in fact, to me, the bookend promises are, he says, all authority has been given to me, therefore go. And then he finishes it by saying, and remember, I'm always with you. Well, how important is that? Because you're right. I mean, you can invest all the time and energy and and your your wisdom and your knowledge and teaching somebody through the Word. We don't know what God has in store for that man, but we're going to be faithful to do it. That idea of go, therefore, is as you're going. Right. In other words, you're going. Yeah. I mean, where are you going today? You know, I'm going into the marketplace. Right. I'm going to make disciples there. Yeah, it's nice. Exactly. So. So here I am in Jacksonville. Uh, it's 2022. It's been a while since I came to Christ, 45 years ago. I'm investing primarily in men who are in their 20s, Love primarily it. men in their 20s. Now, they don't know why I'm invested in them. They just think, you know, I come over Brian's house, and he spends time with me, teaches me the Bible. We do some practical things. I'm investing in them because someday they're going to be married. Someday they're going to be dads. Someday they're going to be granddads. Someday they're going to be business leaders. Someday they're going to be ministry leaders. The investment that I make in their life right now is going to ripple for generations to come because I've seen it, I've experienced it, and I believe that's exactly what Jesus had in mind in Matthew 28. Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more. I, I often think, what would 
what would our world, what would the U.S. look like today if we would not have, you know, and I don't want to, this isn't, God is sovereign. He's working all things out. But the reality is we have dropped the ball when it comes to discipling men. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, Barbara and Vicky could have gotten together years ago, and they would hit it off like that. Oh, you know, because th- women just have this ability to unpack things a lot quicker. I don't know if you know, we can get into this, but the challenge of discipling a man, they got a little harder shell around. Yeah. Men are we're, – we're, I think, by nature prideful. Uh, we, we don't want to let people behind the curtain very easily. And so I'm kind of interested. I, I've had my own experience with that, and I, I've had my own experience in being that guy who was who had that hard shell. Right. And and praise God and thank God for the men who invested in me. Thank the Lord. Uh, I, I moved to Jack, so I think I shared a little bit of my story. I came to Christ in 1981 as a senior in high school. I had the great privilege of having my brother-in-law who led me to Christ, who also discipled me. Wow. In fact, this Bible sitting right here, he gave me when I came to Christ. And I'll read to you what it says on the inside, but one of the things he said is he said, I want you to be a Berean. Yes. You know, you go look at Acts 17, which at SWAT, we're going to be starting back our fall semester in about two weeks, and we're going to be jumping into Acts 17. Nice. Where, where we know it says, you know, we're to be Bereans. We're to examine the scriptures daily to see if these things are true. And that's what my brother-in-law said. He said, I'm going to disciple you, but I'm going to teach you how to feed yourself. And how important it is that we equip men in our, in our, in the, in our churches to make disciples at home. And uh, we're, we'll kind of dig into that here in just a minute. But uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to take a, a break for our national news Again, we're glad you've joined us on SWAT Radio. We want to hear from you today. If you want to call in, the number is 844-777-SWAT. That's 844-777-7928. If you're unable to call, we still want to hear from you, so feel free to email us with your questions and comments to brad at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back as we continue to get to know Brian Doyle and the ministry of Iron Sharpens Iron. Sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. We're glad you've joined us. All this week, Doug and I have been teaching and uh, discussing biblical repentance. And next week, we'll do a recap of our last four weeks as we review the four key elements in sharing the gospel. In fact, uh, Brian, we've been working, uh, Doug and I over the summer, been going through John MacArthur's book, uh, The Gospel According to Jesus, which is in its third print already. But it's a great book. We're looking at, looking at God's purpose and plan, which is 
an intimate, personal, and dependent relationship on him. We're looking at man's problem, which is sin leading to separation from God. Then we're looking at God's provision, his solution, which was Christ and his sacrificial payment for sin. And then finally, this week uh, is man's response, which is repentance. It's not just a turning from bad behavior to better behavior. It's turning from sin to Christ, who is our righteousness. And we'll wrap that up by focusing on truly true saving faith next week. So we hope you'll tune in and call in to be a part of the conversation. But it's an honor to have Brian Doyle from Iron Sharpens Iron joining me in the studio this afternoon. Our phone lines are open, and we want to hear from you today. The number is 844-777-SWAT. That's 844-777-7928. Again, you can shoot me an email if you don't have – maybe you're on the road driving um, – or maybe you're not. Don't text and you know drive. Don't call and drive. <laughs> but you can email me at brad at swatradio.com. I'd love to get your questions and comments. First Peter 4.10 says, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as faithful stewards of God's manifold grace. And so, Brian, thanks for sharing your gift with us today as you kind of just unpack What's you know? I, I knew you were a, a guy who was a disciple guy. You know, just a guy who I just didn't realize quite how knitted together we were. So, right. I, like I said before, sometimes I just want to mute this mic and just sit back and listen because I think there's so much we've overcomplicated discipleship. Right. Well, I mean, to some extent, uh, we're all a product of our Christian culture which is uh, a church auditory culture with gifted communicators. And so um, we, we don't know. Most pastor friends I have have never been discipled. Uh, they went to Bible college and seminary. Uh, they got their education there, and they teach the scriptures because that's, back to First Peter 4.10, that's their gift. Yeah. And it works, and people learn. You want gifted communicators. Absolutely. You need them. That's part of the plan of Almighty God to accomplish the Great Commission. But that is only part of the discipleship process. You know, in America, unique to maybe the rest of the world, certainly the Western world would be uh, guilty of this, we have a general contractor mode for most men. We tend to sign off and let other people do what they are experts at. Mm. It might be changing the oil in our car. It might be mowing our lawn. It might be fixing that broken pipe. Whatever it is, you know, you you find people with expertise, you write them a check, and you put them to work. But that can't go to discipling our family. Yeah, it Amen. can't go there. Well, that's our responsibility, and well, yeah, it's like Vody would say, because you know, we're trained experts. You know, <laughs> yes. and just the importance of understanding. Well, and not even just the responsibility. We've got a call, and I want to take it, but real quick, it's not even just the responsibility. Yeah. But I'm sure you would agree, what a great blessing What a it privilege. Is. Oh, my word. I mean, I think I was sharing before yeah. we even came on today that I had the, not only the privilege of discipling my own children, and obviously I've had the privilege of discipling a number of men over the years, right. but even my own son-in-law. And wow. just what an incredible joy that is. Yeah. I mean, it just brings a smile to my face because I think of the conversations and I think of the men they're becoming. And it's just like you said, it, you know, they may be 20 today, but they're going to be 40 very soon. Very and soon. Uh, it comes quick. Hey, Austin, uh, you calling in from Jacksonville. Welcome to SWAT Radio. 
Hey, guys. How y'all doing today? Man, we're doing well. How about you? Yeah, I'm very blessed. Uh, very good to hear you. Um, I just wanted to call. Thank you guys for having Brian on. I'm, I'm, I met Brian through the church, and then um, I I, uh, I, I, t- I attend his tune-ups that he does for Iron Iron Sharpens Iron as well as um, you know, attend you guys for SWAT. And, uh, I just, I just love the tune-ups that he has, the, the men that are around and, um, man, it's just, it's just great to be discipled by men that love Christ and that are, that are faithful to the gospel. Boy, amen. Yeah. I love that idea, Brian and Austin. Thank you for calling. And I agree. I, I think the, the whole, and I've obviously I've been to a tune-up, what a what a great name! I yeah, always tune-up. like to find out. You know, I think yeah. about my cars. They they always need a tune up, or they need tune ups. You know, and I mean, yeah. as men, we need to be tuned up. Right. You know? I mean, that's the whole point. Right. You don't want to break down on the side of the road. You don't want to have to do a whole general engine overhaul. Just think like God's given us. A, you know, the idea of keeping in shape. Yeah. We go to the gym. Yeah. We eat or dinner. We get our sleep. We tune up so that we can be running at maximum efficiency to the glory of God, accomplishing the purpose that he's called us to do. Mm. But it still requires effort and training. So, again, this goes back to what we talked about in the last quarter hour. You invest in men, not just for the men. So when we invest in Austin, whether it's SWAT or ISI, we invest because Austin's got influence. He's got influence in his home. He's got influence in the church. He's got influence in the marketplace. So when you invest in Austin, all kinds of good things happen. Because the bottom line, you build godly men and everyone wins. What do you think about that, Austin? Amen. Is that, is that, that yeah, man, that. I think that sums it up. I mean, in a nutshell, I mean, I think that's what Jesus saw in this. You know, there's the multiplication process of pouring into one one person uh that that would ha- multiply yeah. and uh and it has in my life so i just um i i, I look forward and i do have uh, uh one young guy that i'm pouring into and Way to uh, go. it's just it's just wonderful to be a part of uh you know god's plan amen amen well austin thank you for calling and uh stay tuned yes sir uh, all right god bless i'll have a great day thanks guys you, too. God bless. you know i was brian i was thinking second timothy 2 2 where yes. paul says to timothy the things you heard from me in right. the presence of many witnesses and trust of faithful men who'll teach others also just like austin right it's it's generational in fact it's specifically it's four generations yes, at least is. in that text right you've probably got more than four generations that yes. you've been discipling and what yeah. a what a what a what a responsibility what a joy what a blessing yeah. to see the impact yeah. And, and you know what? The reality is we may not see the impact in some cases. Right. You you, know? you, I do it. Yeah, I, I, You're I'm, not doing it for the I'm impact. I'm grateful for the impact. I'm grateful that I've been able to do this for a while. I actually went back uh, since we moved here. I'm now in contact, regular daily contact with men that I discipled in the late 70s and early 80s. Love it. Uh, intentionally, because I, I let that go, probably because of cancer and right. children and all this kind of stuff. Well, that's I'm in a new season. I have a little bit more liberty. So I'm going after some of those guys, keeping in touch, reacquainting myself, and seeing the power of multiplication. It's Jesus' idea. It's not my idea, certainly right. not your idea. Right. 
It's Jesus' idea. Again, back to all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Listen, if Jesus didn't believe that multiplication was the idea, he just would have done more sermons. Mm-hmm. He, uh, mm-hmm. I would think he's a pretty effective communicator. Yes, I, I would agree with you there. Yeah, and, but he chose not to. Did yeah. he do com- Did he do teaching sermon? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. But he invested in a few men with the idea of multiplying through those men. Yeah. That that's really us now. How do we get? Well, he there? even said you're going to have a greater impact. Right. I mean, so that's it's a faith. We do it. I, I do this, Brad, by faith and in obedience, not not because it's always worked because I've invested in guys who have taken left turns and they're doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So back mm-hmm. to when I was 20 years old, those those men are investing in me. Well, I I happen to be someone who's walked with God for 45 years. The other guys who are my peers during that time, not everyone has worked out. Sure. But you don't do it for the results. You do it. Because you're obeying the Great Commission, you're obeying the Master. Yeah. You know Coleman's book, The Master Plan of Evangelism, one of my favorite books. Mm-hmm. It's really not about evangelism, though. It's about the Master's plan. If you do the Master's plan, guess what? You will be doing some pretty serious evangelism yeah. Yeah. because you'll be doing multiplication yeah. and yeah. not addition. Yeah. Amen. Well, that's the concept: is that we, you know, and in, I feel like in the Western culture, we elevate. Our pastors, yeah. and and God bless them. They're gifted. They're trained and to exposit the word to equip us. But we're not to elevate them. And so often they're so gifted. Sometimes we look at them and go, "Well, I'll just bring my friends to church." And and that's fine. You can bring your friends to church. But no, if the Spirit of God is in you, we're we're told that we have the power to make disciples. Right. Now, I think there's a major equipping point to to the point of the tune up that Austin mentioned. You know, I think I I took my car. This is how bad I am, Brian, with yeah. fixing stuff. I you know, 30 37 years of marriage, I know the things I can do and the things I can't do and the things I know I shouldn't even attempt to do. <clears throat> well, one of those is working on my car, but uh, I was driving the other day and I put my blinker on and there was a little notice in my dashboard that said your right front blinker light is out. And and immediately, it, here's what went through my mind. Okay, I need to get that fixed. And it, But very quickly, I was like, okay, I need to call the the dealership. <laughs> now, now, people are probably listening going, come on, Brad, you can come change on. a light bulb. And I probably could. But the reality is, the, the idea is that as we're going through life, things are going to happen. We're we're gonna we're gonna struggle with sin. We're, I'm still wrapped in the flesh. I still struggle, you know. But those are like warning signals in my life. Yes. To get tuned up. Listen, if I'm struggling in an area, do I have a man? Do I have another man in my life that I can call and say, "Hey, I'm struggling. I am struggling in this area." When I moved to Jacksonville 25 years ago, it took me about six to nine months before I realized I'm missing something. And again, my plan wasn't to stay in Jacksonville long-term. God had a different plan. 25 years later, I'm still here. But fortunately, I reached out to two older men that I didn't even know in the church, but I'd seen them in the church. Both of those men met with me. And as I shared with them, I remember sitting for our first meeting. They looked at me and said, how can I help you? Yeah. I said, to be honest, I don't really know, yeah. but I need an older man in my life. And, uh, Wonderful. you know, I think that that was a move of God in my yes. life. In right. fact, thanks to my wife who said, why don't you reach out to somebody? 
And, you know, it was just, I'm so grateful. And that's kind of how it all started for me. But uh, we're going to take our, let's see, our, God, we're already done here almost. But uh, we're going to wrap up this final, this segment, and then we'll take some calls for the next uh, segment. If you have any questions or comments or, or you want to call in, give us a shout, 844-777-SWAT. That's 844-777-7928. Again, you can email me. Or Doug, Brad at SWAT Radio, Doug at SWAT Radio. If you have a question or comment, you can send that to ASK, ask at SWATradio.com. And go to SWATradio.com for past broadcasts. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. That was interesting. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. We were so into the music, it just died out. But uh, if you're new to SWAT Radio, SWAT is a teaching ministry that seeks to equip and encourage men in their daily walk with Jesus Christ. The broadcast, by the way, is made possible by the generous donations of listeners like you and corporate sponsors who support clear and unashamed teaching and discussion of God's Word. If you're interested in learning more about SWAT Radio, or one of the many SWAT Bible studies for men, go to SWATradio.com and click on the SWAT Meetings tab. We would love to have you join us in person. If you're interested in supporting or sponsoring SWAT Radio, click on the Support tab at SWATradio.com for further information. Our phone lines are open for for this last segment of the day, and we would love to hear from you. Call us at 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. And, Brian, before we jump in, we've already got a caller. I think it's Jeff that's on the line. Jeff, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Welcome to SWAT Radio. What's on your mind? Well, thank you. Well, I, uh, my question is um, for Brian. Um, what would you say to the, the, uh, the man that's been going to church, is kind of getting a vision for discipling but just doesn't feel qualified and is reluctant to step up to the plate? 
Right. What would you say to that, that person? Yeah, thank you, Jeff. Uh, you know, again, it's uh, discipleship is certainly centered on the Word of God, but it's relationship. Again, we're not asking men to teach the Bible. We're asking men to invest in another man, and that includes your life. That means sharing your story. And it requires a certain level of openness and honesty as you build that friendship. Uh, The guys who discipled me, they were open and honest. They set the pace. They told me what they were doing. They gave me a model that I could follow. I mean, think about 1 Corinthians 11.1. Paul's trying to disciple the Corinthians from a distance. And finally, he says, hey, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. When we're trying to help guys grow in Christ, what we're doing is we're simply sharing our story. We're talking about what happened this week, what happened today. We're talking about what we got out of the Word because we we started our day by opening up the Bible, by feeding ourselves. If we can help men to do the simple things that we've learned to do, then what we're doing is spiritual reproduction because that's what we're looking to do, right? We're not looking to be an answer man to men. We're looking to spiritually reproduce. We're looking to help a man become like what we are and in doing it in such a way that's uncomplicated so that he can do it with someone else. The greatest danger most church leaders have is that we're so good and we're so talented and we're so gifted and we have so much experience that guys go, I could never do that. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's an indication that it's not working. You're not multiplying. Yeah. So, Jeff, here's what I would say. When you're investing in a guy, just get some time with him. Get some time around the Word. Ask him how he's doing. Uh, ask him if he's reading his Bible. Read, ask him to read the same thing you're reading. Start with Proverbs. Start with the Gospel of John. Uh, simply teach him to feed himself in such a way that when God brings, and God will do this, when God brings a man to his life, he can do exactly what you've done with him. About, mm-hmm. That's good. Amen. I think of that scripture that says, you know, God, uh, we plant, uh, or was it God, uh, God brings the growth. Yeah, that's uh, we right. We plant in the pile of water. God brings growth. So that's amen. All yeah. right. Well, thank okay. you, Brian. That's good. Now Appreciate go back, go back and look at that again, Jeff. That's good stuff. That's first Corinthians three. Yeah. And remember, just like uh, Brad was saying, they had uh, back in the Corinthian church, they had talented, gifted expositors, yeah. including Apollos mm. and including Paul. Mm. But the job was mm. to build a firm faith foundation. That's verse 10. That's what we want to do. You can do this, Jeff. You can help another man develop a firm faith foundation. And I can tell you, Brad and I are available to help you do that. Amen. Amen. Hey, Jeff, I want to mention one thing. I just want to plant one thing here. You know, and I'm interested, Brian, in you maybe commenting on this. Doug and I have spoken about this, that we have a very Greek model of discipleship in the West. We're very head-oriented. We're very academic Give me the information. Well, information is not is no is not helpful if it's not leading to transformation. The Jewish model was, "Hey, come follow me. Let's yeah. let's do life together." And I appreciate Jeff what you said because uh, you know men don't need some you know. I mean, listen, I appreciate so many of our seminaries, but we don't need a seminary degree. We we've got a, most of us have a lot of experience and a lot of time and a lot of. I was mentioning before the break that I was fortunate there were two older guys in the church that I was part of here when I first came to Jacksonville, 
who were at least willing to sit down with me. And I didn't have any idea what I actually needed help with. But both of these men were, as you said, Brian, fat. Yeah. <laughs> Faithful, available, teachable, you know, all those things. And they were willing to do life with me. Wow. They they were older than me. They'd been down the road a little f- bit further. And the reason I reached out was because I was struggling with some stuff in my life as a father. Yeah. I, my oldest was starting to get in that adolescent age. I was starting – there was behavior, not just – you know, normal behavior with an adolescent, but I think more importantly was what was coming out of me as a result of that behavior yes. that I didn't like. Mm, right. And so I thought, you know, I need to get with somebody who's been down that road and so, so helpful. Mm. So, hey, listen, call us. You can email me at brad at swatradio.com. You probably know how to get in touch with Brian. Love to meet. And uh, that's that's our heart, Brian, I mean, is to equip right. men to make disciples. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. thanks for calling, Amen. Jeff. Thank Re- you. Thank you, brothers. Absolutely. No, we, All right. Take care. We, yeah, you too. Have a good weekend. Um, yeah, you know, when I say it, we, we do overcomplicate it, and I mean, I think your point is great. Well, in, yeah, in, in, I, have, I have this three, three E's that I use yes. oftentimes. It's engage, equip, and encourage. Mm. We really – we love the equipping part. You know, I'm going to train a guy in the Word of God, and I'm thankful for my brother-in-law who was that way. Yes. But it was more than that. It was, we're going to do life together. Wow. You know, I want to be a safe place where you can come and confess sin to one another. How mm. many, in fact, Doug and I took a survey of springtime last year before we kind of wrapped up and just asked the, the men at the Bible study, how many of you, raise your hand if you've ever had another man really invest in you? Listen, it was frightening. Right. It, it, it was probably um, less than 3% of the men who came to these, and these are solid Bible studies. These are men of God, these but are, only these about 3%. These are guys who are available. That's why they're coming to Bible study. But still, again, uh, we could beat up the church all day on this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but if, you, if you've if you never done this, never experienced it, you don't know the power of multiplication. So what do we do? We just take personal responsibility to do what Jeff's doing. Yeah. We yeah. jump in. With, we don't have the experience. We just jump in. We look for a guy. When we invest, we encourage, we equip, yeah. we engage him. Yes, every man who's listening today can disciple another man. Amen. Jesus gave us a commission that we can do with his help. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, kind of to go back and loop back, there's so much we could talk about. I, I do want to take just a minute to address the fathers out yes. there because I, I do believe – strongly that if you're a father you have a responsibility to disciple those well, children in your a, home it's a strategic responsibility yeah i mean uh, as a church leader i want to invest in men period but i want to invest in men for their marriages yes. i want to invest in men for their children mm-hmm. and for their grandchildren and i also can tell you after 45 years of investing in men when you help a man to disciple the most important people in his life that he already loves unconditionally, and he begins to see God use him in the lives of these people that he loves. He is set up with a God story, and all of a sudden you see this man engaging the world outside the home. Yeah. So what do I want to do? There's sequence. This is this is not a Brian idea or a Brad idea or a Doug idea. This is a God idea. Sequence matters. Start with the people in your home. Mm-hmm. Invest in those people. Yeah, yeah. And then you become, as you become an ambassador for Jesus in the home, you become a more effective ambassador for Jesus outside the home. Amen. I literally know no man 
who's an effective ambassador for Jesus at home, regularly, consistently, who is not an ambassador for Jesus inside his home. Amen. Amen. Hey, I think we've got one more caller. Matthew, are you on the line? Yes, sir. Hi. Hey, welcome to SWAT Radio. What's on your mind? Uh, Nothing much. I just, you know, been listening to you guys. I'm actually uh, being mentored currently right now by Brian. And um, just even listening to Jeff earlier before, you know, how best um, can he prepare to, to mentor somebody, you know, just reminded me of myself. So I recently came to know Christ and gave my life to Christ at uh, 25 years old. And um, it was an amazing experience because I lived a lot of life where I I should be dead, um, but Christ decided otherwise. And um, when I moved to Jacksonville a year ago, I was just on fire trying to know Jesus. Um, And I was in a big church, still I'm in a big church, but I was struggling to find uh, male mentorship and leadership. And you know, out there in the world, it's so hard to find, but, you know, God put me in Brian's path, and um, just through walking with him, I didn't have any training. I mean, I just started reading the Bible three years ago. I'm 28 years old right now. Um, just by walking with him and just seeing how he works, uh, kind of similar how—and it reminds you in the Bible, too, right, where the apostles, they weren't qualified. They weren't—you know, they didn't go to seminary like you guys were talking about, but they walked, and they were loyal to Jesus, yeah. um, and they learned through him as well. Amen. And, you know, because of the fruits of, of the Holy Spirit, you know, I'm in this position right now where I am quite literally in three hours going to be leading a 20-plus person discipleship group, mixed group. I am, like, I am mentoring a young man, you know, going through some really hard life stuff as well. And um, it's just through through Christ that I'm able to do this. Amen. No wisdom of mine. Amen. But just through Christ. Well, Matthew, great, great call. Thank you for calling. Thank you for tuning in to SWAT Radio. And unfortunately, we're going to have to put a wrap on this. Hey, we need to do part two of this, Brian. (laughs) Let's do it. Come on. All right. So I'm going to have you back. (laughs) Thanks, Matthew. Hey, listen, we're so glad you joined us here today. Uh, Join us again next week as we recap the gospel and focus in on saving faith, what it is and what it isn't. Brian, what a pleasure to be with you. Look forward to our next time together. Until then, advance truth. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening 